0: Hello and welcome to Taboo Talk, the podcast brought to you by boots that ask the seriously awkward health and wellness questions so you don't have to. Today's topic is sexual taboos. We want to know whether social media, porn and online sex subscription platforms have ushered in an era of sexual enlightenment and freedom or exactly the opposite. We'll be talking about everything from the online sex economy, toys and kink shaming to sexting and live cams, answering the question, is anything in sex taboo anymore? more and helping me to answer just that is olivia atwood dak love island Terry, and olivia meets her match star olivia recently presented a four-part documentary series for itv called getting filthy rich in which she investigated online sex work. With Series 2 on the way, she has thrown herself into discovering everything there is to know about this side of sex, even appearing in a porn film herself, fully clothed, I'd like to say. Her interviews covered everything from how much money it's possible to make and whether people enjoy the work to safety concerns, niche desires, and how this kind of sex is spilling out into real life. A quick note for listeners, if you're at all concerned about any sexual health issues, please do speak to your GP or visit a local sexual health clinic. You can also check out the Boots Sexual Health Advice Hub or the sexual health services via the Boots online doctor. Access to treatment is subject to an online consultation with a clinician, availability and cost. Please see the show notes for more info. Right, let's crack on. Thank you so much for joining me, Olivia. Hello,
1: folks.
0: Congratulations on your wedding. You just got married. Thank you. Thank you. How was your honeymoon?
1: It was like a mini moon, which Um, sounds really spoiled, but (laughs) we didn't have time to do what we wanted to do because of work and stuff. So we're like, well, go Dubai. We know it. We know it's going to be hot. Yeah, it was lovely. But I think next year, hopefully, we're going to do like the big, the big, big, like the Maldives, the kind of thing. The typical, yeah, the typical shit everyone does. Okay.
0: Okay. Straight into our sex chat. Yeah. I have got a lot of questions for you. So you did (laughs) the show Getting Filthy Rich. I did. I just, I have so many things to ask you. Okay, first of all, this basically investigated the online sex economy. You did porn stuff. You did live camps. Not you personally, but that's what the show did. And subscription platforms where people sell pictures or videos of themselves performing sex acts. Now, what prompted you to get involved in a series like that? I mean, I would jump at the chance. I think it sounds so interesting.
1: Yes, yeah, so, I, I mean... The idea was presented to me by the channel. There was a basically, I was really keen to move into the dock space, and there was a few ideas that were floated. And when that one came across our table, I was like, "I love that," yeah. because I liked the way it was being positioned, and I felt like the concept for the show is something we haven't seen before in the sense that it's investigating this world, but with a very fresh, impartial take on it. But Without that kind of, sometimes it always comes with like just a smidge of uh, sort of condescended, condescension or like judgment, you know. And yeah. it was basically, I wanted to do something that didn't feel like that.
0: That just investigated it. Because like, I feel like porn has always been around. Yeah. But it's...
1: Now you've got like
0: OnlyFans, you've got the live cams, you've Mm. got subscriptions for everything that it's kind of changed every, like the way that it's seen. It's not just porn, it's all these other different avenues. But like what kind of sex acts were these people selling online? Just everything.
1: So in terms of that online sexual economy, I mean literally the options are endless of yeah. the way you can do it like you say like the camming like live streaming the only fans and then on only fans i mean literally the widest range of content you could even imagine like from really kind of quite vanilla stuff like just like nudie pics or whatever to yeah. like the real explicit like hard pork or pornography like everything.
0: So OnlyFans would start with just explicit pictures of yourself like nude pictures and things like that.
1: I think this is the interesting thing. I think it's there's not like a one size fits all answer and that's what I found from a lot of the guys and girls that I spoke to. I think you have people like maybe models or like you know people looking to make a bit of extra money who kind of move in very slowly and they start with just doing like some underwear pics and then mm-hmm. it's like someone's like oh 500 quid to see a boob and then they're like mm, okay fine and then yeah. that turns to like to see your nunny and then it's just like snowballs but then you've also got sex workers who are moving their kind of their work online so it's like mm-hmm. you know they might have been in the porn industry for the last 10 years going to a set working for a production company who are now like oh shit I can just do this myself and, like, get, you know, all the sort of financial reward myself. Obviously, OnlyFans take a cut, but not as big a cut as a production agency would take. So
0: what cut would OnlyFans take? It's 20%. 20% is a lot. But you were saying it's men and women. So do you find it's an equal amount or is it more women?
1: So it's more women. Yeah. There are a lot of men. The problem we had was getting men to talk to us. Because oh, really? while there is obviously stigma around women in sex work, I think in terms of owning it, I think women are actually making strides, especially with sites like OnlyFans of being like, yeah, this is what I do and I'm going to own it. Whereas I think the guys was way harder to get them on camera. Way harder. That's so
0: interesting. Yeah.
1: And a lot of the guys, you know, like sort of people that have been on telly and like... Models and you know people that were doing just like a little bit of OnlyFans on the side for a bit of like cash yeah. were, yeah, they didn't. They, it was hard to get them. What what
0: would be like the money? Because I think I think sometimes people might lie about the money that they earn on them. Like mm-hmm. suppose you were earn, earning twenty million a month. Like, is that possible to earn twenty million a month?
1: I mean, look for the doc. Obviously, we had to fact check people. So a lot of the girls, you know, if they were making claims about money they earned, we had to see payments like slips to prove that because obviously yeah. you know to make sure that everything was you know not telling a lie so i can vouch that when we met girls earning hundreds of thousands a month what really yeah and so, is that
0: for full sex work or is that just
1: like no that's like yeah it's like full explicit
0: I think it's kind of a great thing for people that have been in the sex industry, like people, like porn stars and stuff like that. I met a girl when I was doing a TV show and she had said she was going more into OnlyFans. Because if you can think about making that much money and all on your own mm-hmm. terms and in your own times, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But I I worry for people like, like I saw Charlie Sheen's daughter. Yeah. And I saw her put up this thing and she's 19 mm. and she's like, I'm going to work as a sex worker now. And I feel like you don't even, yeah. you don't know. No. Like, that's your whole life that you're setting up and I feel like she probably got into it thinking it was just an extension of social media but then it's it's quite worrying to think that a girl that young is just jumping into something like that and I don't feel like there's any like boundaries or anything for that.
1: No it's 100% I agree and one of the things that came up a lot during making the documentary a lot of the girls I spoke to who are kind of in their late 20s or 30s they would say it should be 21 like minimum. Like It's way too young. I know you can consensually have sex at 16 but 19, 18 you're too young to make that decision in my opinion and I'm not trying to patronize anyone people like mature at different rates but it's a very big decision to make at that age but I also think that one of the things we saw making the doc was the good thing about being online is the safety aspect and the thing where you know sex workers you don't have to go out and meet people in person or they don't have to you know go on a porn set necessarily but also there becomes i think like all of us there's like this disconnect between our online presence and like our real selves like you know sometimes Mm. you like post something and you're like Ugh. like that's not even like really mi- like me like that doesn't really represent me but i yeah. think because it's not in person sometimes it's easy to so they just yeah. kind of look at the money
0: like yeah. you, you did a thing where you joined only Fans for mm. a short amount of time and you said it really freaked you out mm. was it just, why were you just getting loads of messages off people yeah
1: just-, just the just the sheer volume of messages in such a short space of time and like the pushiness of it like so obviously i was interacting with some users on there just you know to sort of in a documentary sense to see how it works and how exchanges happen and it was like you know if I didn't reply it was like question marks hello hello like you oh, know like very hounding yeah
0: I suppose they feel like they have some kind of ownership because it's a direct yeah. content, contact with you yeah but um And also
1: they pay to get behind that paywall. So once they paid to get in your like club and view your stuff, I think they think, well, I've paid and like... So they pay
0: to do that and then they pay for extras. Like if they want you to like show your boob or something like that, like they have to offer you a certain amount of money and then you can accept or decline. Yeah,
1: and this is where a lot of the girls and guys got into the big money is what they call customs. So this is where like you can rack up. And I don't know who these guys are, where the money's coming from, but like honestly, the money some of these, you know subscribers are spending on these girls is insane but it's like that's where you get into your big money cuz like mm-hmm. you know some of the really big OnlyFans girls who spoke to it's like you know they'll have subscribed that be like I want you to make me a video where you know you draw my name on your chest and you and they'll have a whole like you know explicit like And type. do they
0: get to keep that video or are they just view it once
1: I think they get to keep it yeah, see, I'm that sure, kind yeah. of scares me. It you know. kind of lives on the, on the site, I think. Yeah. But obviously, it's like, I think the site from our, you know, playing around with it, if you try to screenshot or you try to screen record, it like boots you off or it blocks you, but it doesn't mean you couldn't have your computer and then film the screen with another device. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? There's still ways around it, obviously. Where, and isn't, and it's crazy joining? that they still don't kind of admit they're a sexual content platform, they still like... That's that's what I think the draw, weird, yeah. the
0: draw for some younger people is because it's not promoted no. as a sexual platform. It's it's promoted as like uh, like an, an another Instagram and that's not what it is. Well, actually,
1: on that thing, and the reason I made the account because I wanted to test this theory because I'd had this said to me over the last two years, the amount of people that DM'd me or said to me, they were like, you know, you just get at OnlyFans and just put bikini pictures up on there, you'll make a fortune and I was like right I'm going to test this theory not true maybe for like a short amount of time but your subscribers are going to want more and the whole game is keeping the subscribers they're not going to just be happy buying bikini pictures so
0: that's what happens you start thinking you're going to do loads of bikini pictures and then they just want more and and more and more and
1: then it's like money talks isn't it especially and what I don't what I also think would be my recommendation to people from what I've learned is it's not something to do when you're desperate for money. Like yeah. Because when you're desperate for something, your decision making is, is altered. And then ultimately, yeah. if someone offers you an amount of money for something you wouldn't normally do, if you want to do it, absolutely fine. If that's something you're comfortable with, like more power to you. But if you're going to do something out of a desperation for money, yeah. then you might look back in a year's time and and, and regret it and that's horrible. Yeah. That would be a thing that I'd worry about for people, especially the younger people. But I, I love the girls and the guys that are, you know, old enough and, you know, smart enough to make that decision and they're happy with their choices. Like, mm. if you're not hurting anyone, you're not hurting yourself, like, more power to you. Do you know what I mean?
0: Like, with the people that you interviewed as well for, like, any of this, just mm. subscriptions or only fans or anything, do they know that they were part of the sex worker community?
1: 100%, yeah. They all did. They all very much who I spoke to they definitely describe themselves as sex workers yeah and we're proud to do so
0: yeah I think that's good
1: though because yeah. I think
0: if some people are sex workers and that's what they want to do mm-hmm. then it's
1: amazing but I do just worry
0: about the younger people going on it I
1: same completely Um,
0: and I, it's so easy accessible it's so easy to start it yourself you know. but a sex worker is someone who receives money or goods in exchange for consensual sexual services or erotic performances either regularly or occasionally now with OnlyFans as well, you were asked to send, like, and this sounds so funny, but I'm like, actually, like, you were asked to send your th- a picture of your thong, am I right? Yeah.
1: For him much? He wanted to, I think it was, like, the, the underwear drawer. He wanted to see, like... Stop. Have you got it? Was it 500 well, quid or something ridiculous I think it was like something that? like two grand. I, I think... For a thong. This guy was what I got... I learned about him in the end from some of the other girls. He was, like, they had these, like, time wasters... So because we were like, right, let's just like, for the experiment, I was like, I'll send you a picture of my knicker drawer. Like, okay, do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So we were like, right, send the money and then I'll send it. And he kept kind of like moving the goalposts, which is really common, apparently. And the girls were saying that like, you learn quickly how to spot people there. They're basically oh. having an exchange of views. So they're getting to talk to you for free while they kind of barter with you over And payment. they have no intention yeah. of actually paying And I think it. that's what we got to the end with that he was one of those.
0: Do you think, though, that there's a stigma attached to the women that are involved in the industry?
1: I think, yeah, I think there's judgment and stigma. God, do you know what? I feel like there's judgment and stigma as a woman across the board. Like, we yeah. love to shame women and guilt them with whatever, whatever their choices are. But for sure, there's, a you know, there's hefty judgment that comes. Yeah. Look, I'll be honest, and I said this in the documentary, I went into this documentary completely like, I'd say as neutral as you could get. I didn't know how yeah. I felt about any of this. Like, I didn't feel like I wasn't like, yeah, everyone should be doing this. And I wasn't negative. I was completely in the middle. I was just genuinely fascinated by the whole economy of it. Yeah. But even like, when I met girls and I had day with them and got to know them, when I'd left, I'd be like, I was so surprised by her. Like, she was so charismatic and intelligent and engaging. I'm like, yeah. but why did I think she wouldn't be? That's because my own, you know, Judgment, you kind of seeped in. Yeah. I'm like, I'm expecting this person to be a total way? and then I'm like, blown away by the intelligence of these women.
0: Whole, but like, the the they really differentiate between their work life and their personal life. Because mm. I spent time with um a porn star when I was doing a show, and she was absolutely amazing as well. Just yeah. really clever on it, and she was starting her own way with Only Fans and stuff like that. But she very much was like, like that doesn't that literally means nothing. It's just, it's just work. Mm. Having sex on camera for but you actually were you got invited to go on a porn set so you know yourself that it's like the most unsexy thing in the world what was it like?
1: The porn episode was a real eye-opener because I mean we've all watched porn and you know you know that it's a production to an extent but not like I can't, I can't I, be honest
0: like you like you kind of don't really watch people's faces too much no. anymore. and so the whole like story around it I'm like is anyone really like does everyone skip that bit or no it's
1: just like it's everything it's like the positions it's like yeah the, obviously like the man will be like more moaning less moaning what, what
0: was the most unrealistic thing that you saw on the about filming the whole doc
1: unrealistic yeah I guess that you know some of the things... I think this is where obviously porn in terms of educating especially young men it just does nothing because it's like yeah. it's kind of telling young guys that you know things that women love that maybe some do but not like not on a first date or you know
0: it's so annoying that like because i that is another worry though that young people they just they watch porn and they have a specific way that they think sex should be whereas Mm. like you're on the porn set and you said that there's men in the corner like fluffing themselves as in keeping themselves ready to go and have sex for three hours yeah three hours i know like, they've got some stamina. They're kind of like athletes, I suppose.
1: I mean, I think, yeah, I think when you do it that much, it just becomes uh, second nature, I guess. I don't know. It blew my mind, literally, no pun intended.
0: And did anything shock you that made you think, God, I'm so vanilla?
1: All of it. Like, day one of the dock, I was like, shh, I'm boring. <laughs> I am so boring. But I think on that note, though, that is like... That's a, 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 I, concern maybe is too big a word, but I think where this, this online sexual world is now such a competitive marketplace, I think it is hard when people are now competing in this. Do you
0: think they're almost like in competition with themselves that they just want to like, they're doing things that they wouldn't ordinarily do, but because they're trying to just earn more money and like be the biggest person on that side, they're willing to push themselves further. I think a
1: hundred percent. I think it's like, you know, some of the girls are saying to me, it's they always when they're advising friends or whatever who join the platform it's like I mean I know decisions I made when I was 19 are very different to decisions I'd make now as a 30 year old woman
0: yeah I think that is kind of the scary thing and there's not really much you can do if your daughter's on it when she's like 19 or something you just have to let her be but it is a big unless you're serious about becoming a part of the sex worker industry like it's not just like you don't just dip your toe and come back out because it's just there for everyone to see I do like the fact that like People who, sex workers, there's there's more safety in being able to do it at home. But then it's kind of like always there because you're doing it at home. So you're, yeah. you're in your place of work all that's, the time.
1: I mean, that's literally, that is... There's the two sides there, isn't it? Because I heard, again, from different performers, I heard different stories. I mean, one of the girls I met who was like a seasoned porn star and she was always working on sets and stuff. And she re- she liked the fact that she goes to work, does her scene, and then she goes home. It's like, you know, job's done. Whereas yeah. like, OnlyFans doesn't end. It's all day, all night. You can't get away from it. But then, like you said, the safety aspect. Because in the porn industry, they're like rigorous... Um, health and safety checks but people still slip through the net like i met this girl yeah. that caught chlamydia in her eyes and literally nearly lost her sight from a from, from, porn professional, from a professional from massive porn production company and Why? everyone had to get has to give their te- their sheets and shows they've had all their sexual health tests but she said obviously like in anything in life some people i don't know like, slip well through you the could net. get it yeah. and then you could yeah. sleep with
0: somebody and then it's i like think they you've... have
1: like a week yeah. Uh, gap To get it So she was like Obviously his test Came out negative And then we filmed this scene And she said two days later I was like in a and I didn't even know That was a thing Oh my god She no said her right. eyes were like All like swollen And she was squinting And streaming And she went into AE and And they were like I think you've, you've got-, got STI in your eyes
0: Oh my god yeah. So what are their Like their safety checks Are mainly just Get a sexual STI test yeah. Like a week in advance And that's it Yeah And they don't use condoms Or anything
1: so every porn production is different. Some yeah. do, some don't. I think it depends on like where you are in the world. And there's sort of limits of when you have to have those sexual health checks. Like Some production companies will be like two weeks, some will be like two days. They're all kind of different levels. And then the other thing you've got is now with OnlyFans, you have a lot of creators collaborating sort of on their, off their own back. So they'll kind of meet oh. up. To, but then there's no kind of... Uh, like rules in place because they're kind of it's like amateur, so based, they're like, meeting up to yeah, have sex to, with each yeah, other, yeah, and, and film oh. content. But it's like, there, there isn't like the like, this is what one of the creators was saying to me, there isn't the structure in place. So it's up to you and the individuals that you know that, that would be up to you to ask, say to them, Well, have I'll you got a test yeah. with you? If you've, yeah, oh, I didn't realize that because mm. then they use each other's following to try yeah, and, and they like build promote their their each own. other, yeah there's a lot of that that we saw that's really really common
0: Wow uh, do you think one of the draws of these platforms it's because it makes sex more accessible like I mean there are people in their living room playing with sex toys that you're able to interact with so people prefer that rather than watching porn which, which seems like a million miles away these are people that actually you can connect with
1: Yeah I think it's that you're uh, selling a kind of um, impersonated intimacy it's like yeah. that thing of like say there's a porn star or so there's an instagram influencer who you you have fancy so much and then you can watch a video of her in her bed in her bedroom it's like it feels so personal and so like it's you know OnlyFans hook is that it's very for you catered. it's for that subscriber they feel like special whereas like, yeah. you, like you said it like you know a porn hub video is like mass produced it goes out for everyone it's like having that feeling that you're having that connection with someone whether it's False or not. It doesn't feel Mm. that way to the subscriber.
0: Do you think it's harder for people to connect than in real life if they're getting that online and they're getting most Mm. of their sexual gratification online? Like, why bother going to look for it
1: anywhere else? I I think we are moving towards, I think, a bit of a scary time off the back of, like, lockdowns and stuff where obviously these sites took off because obviously people were trapped indoors and they couldn't you know go out and meet women or meet men and or work people couldn't work couldn't do anything it's like and i so i do think it's like we have an online version for everything in these this day and age and it's like are people going to forget how to go out and meet meet each other and and have like and those normal, normal non-porn like yes, sex and like no yeah normal social skills are like people mm. going to forget what a normal interaction with a woman you meet is like so often you hear now about girls i know that are on dating sites even that like the fancy dating sites like straight away these messages from guys become really sexual like yeah after two or three messages like, i'm like well they just like they're like delusional but i think it's maybe like you know spending time on sites like OnlyFans, fans they're chatting with a girl and she's like oh yeah. you see my boobs and they're like okay that's not real life that's because you're Pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how it goes down, like, in a local pub. Chill <laughs> <laughs> That's the
0: thing, I think, about meeting somebody online to meeting somebody in real life. There's literally no difference. No. I always try and, like, yes. hook my friends up with other people that I know. I think it's kind of the better way to meet people.
1: Well, it's that thing, you should, you know, it comes back to anything on the internet when you think about trolling and stuff like that. It's like, if you wouldn't say it to someone's face or yeah. don't say it on the internet. I know, people are just kind of
0: strange with us. Um, with the sex workers, so you were telling me that they were having sex for three hours. It's mm. horrifying to me. <laughs> three hours. So if they're having so much sex at work, are they enjoying sex outside of work?
1: I got a mixed response on that one. Um, it was really mixed. Some Some creators and performers said it does affect it massively, obviously, when you've been shooting or whatever. When you go home, you just you're not interested, you don't, like, so you can't you just do be tired. Right.
0: If you're on a three hour orgy scene and then you have to go home and try and have sex, you would be like, I please I was no. watching it
1: and Brad <laughs> touched me and I screamed. I was like, get off! I was like, I've
0: seen enough. I'm too sexualized today. No. It's too much.
1: But then others said that for them, it's literally, it's work, they're acting, it's a job, and they the two things are completely separate. And when they go home and they're with their partner who they love and they fancy, it's like, it's just different. It's so think, good to be able
0: to mm, differentiate and put them in different yeah. boxes. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question about safe sex here. But before I do, I've got to stress that barrier methods of contraception, for example, condoms are the only form of protection that can help against pregnancy and some STIs. And even then, it's not 100%. If anyone listening is concerned about their sexual health, please do seek advice from a healthcare professional. Having said which, as far as you know, did everyone... You met who engage in penetrative sex um, as a part of their work. Use protection. Yes, they, they did. did.
1: But that was obviously for for us, like making the dog. That was something yeah. that we had to be. You know, we couldn't we couldn't be putting someone on that platform that wasn't taking that as priority. Because there's not yeah. you got like that's a serious example. Help. Like we can't have especially younger generations thinking it's something you can play around with. Like. It could change your life. I mean, look at the the girl I mentioned who caught that STI and she literally could have lost her sight. Like, it's serious. You have to be really careful.
0: I think that people, like, you just have to be super careful. I remember when uh, when I would be single and I'd meet somebody in a relationship Mm -hmm. and, like, to get into a relationship with I'd be like you just have to do an STI test I yeah. would do an STI test yeah. and even if you know that you would have nothing you don't know 100% know. it's just important to be really careful
1: I was like the most paranoid person ever yeah. like every I time want, I went for I a check I was like, that in my eyes I never even had that much of a in single life but when I was like <laughs> I'd be going for a test and I'd be like almost crying in the reception like thinking I have everything and my yeah. friend's like you're a freak you've had sex with one person <laughs> and I'm like this is going to be the time I'm like yeah I was like so I think you can never take that too seriously
0: no I like it's all good if you want to go around and explore and like find do your you. sexual identity. do it, up, do it like... but just make sure that you're careful 100% um, and
1: don't they... be ashamed as well like no. if you want to go with a guy and you want to use a condom and he doesn't want to bye tough look. see you later off you go take your dirty dicks <laughs> around
0: that's exactly what you should say. But like, how do they look after their safety? Like we've spoken about STIs and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But like, they are filming from their house. Like, is there? Have you, did you meet anyone that had like stalking issues or anything?
1: I met a couple of creators that had dealt with not stalking, but you know, people becoming obsessed and mm. trying to go to lengths to find out where they live, or like, I want to send you a gift, or. But basically, you just from right from the bat, you have to be very very. Private, savvy, bit, yeah. yeah, about obviously you never share your address with anyone, despite what they would offer to send you. Um, And a lot of creators, they kind of, they will have a room or an area of their house. They kind of like, they Set make off. it, yeah, they kind of make it sort of unidentifiable. So then when they're in there, like, there wouldn't be like things that they can be really... I don't know, and they you sh- shut out the windows so you can't see what's outside yeah. and stuff like that. But again, it is a risk. It's like the same as, you know, social media influence or whatever, and you're showing every yeah, aspect. Yeah. You, you're going, oh, I'm here in this restaurant, and this is yeah. my Chanel bag. And then someone's like, oh, I'm going to <laughs> come and steal that bag. Yeah, Thank so you very much. Like or when smart. people say they're
0: on holidays and it's like and it's people then rob empty. their... Yeah, well, that's good that they are. And um, in March 2022, cyber flashing, which is sending unsolicited sexual images, became a crime. Do you think uh, it's a positive thing that it's uh, because it had become nor- like the like the amount e- like I got it worse with Snapchat. I found oh, yeah. because they disappeared, but like honestly, some two, I would get some two minute long videos. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, and like I I was old enough not to be too worried yeah. about it, but like but you see like people like um Emily Atack, and she just like
1: some of the messages she gets off people are just terrifying. And do you know what's scary as well? It's like I've heard her talk about since she's been vocal about it, it's gotten worse. Oh like really? you know since she's like spoke about it, she's like, it's almost like the flashes are like you know, coming back uh, like that, she's like, have more messages. It's like, you know, what you mean, she's suffering silence, really, yeah. or it's like, it's actually, it's sick, isn't it? The
0: only thing that you can do, I think, with Instagram is you can put in certain trigger words, mm. and you can put as many as you want in, and then people who are saying things like that yeah. can't send you a message. No, yeah, and there are like a good few words that you could think of. I,
1: you know, on your like DM requests, Mm -hmm. I never, if someone sends you, you know, they send you a photo and you just click on it. it. If it's someone I don't, I never open it because I'm like, either it's something that is irrelevant to me or it's going to be a penis. And either way, it's going to ruin my breakfast. Yeah. So I just don't open. (laughs) It's so bizarre, though. I don't know.
0: (laughs) But like that's again to the thing of people like you wouldn't say, like you wouldn't do that in real life. You wouldn't no. say, "Here, look at my dick." You just I know. like.
1: But then don't you see the comeback of that as well? Like you know, she, I think when attack was talking about this, it was like people were like, "Yeah, but you know, you play sexy characters and like you wear low cut tops, it's like Jeez. so what?" Let's be honest that the amount of money going through these websites, this is. Some someone's brother, someone's colleague, someone's dad. like, it's And like, we never think about that. No. We never think about who's buying it. We only think about who's making it.
0: But the people buying it would probably think that they're like, they're completely different than the person making it. And it's like, I actually know, not. No. Like, don't think that you're better than them because you're paying for yeah. it. You're, you're sitting there paying. They're better than you.
1: Yeah, you, they're just, they're just taking your money. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Did any deep fakes come up in your documentary?
1: No, we didn't actually experience that.
0: There's a... Uh, an interesting question: Are sex subscription platforms helping to get rid of the stigma around women enjoying sex, or are they contributing
1: to it? I think it's that's such a complex.
0: I don't. Th- I, I don't think it's a yes or no answer. No, and I, I, think, I don't think that that is going to like. I think women are becoming more like open to talking about their sexuality mm. and what they like and everything like that. And I think that, yeah, I think a lot of that I think comes with age though as well.
1: I think. I think shows like Getting Filthy Rich like making a show without that without condescending anyone without that kind of sometimes that air of like judgment that can come in the room these dogs things like that are helping I think for people to talk about what they're doing without shame and when I made the show honestly I was like blown away girls coming up to me like I see a girl on the street where she works in a strip club and she was like, watching your show, I actually told my family for the first time what I do
0: because uh. I felt
1: like I could actually be proud of it and stuff. And I think bringing things into like mainstream conversation, conversations like this, yeah. are all really good for breaking down that stigma. But I think where where you have change, you're always going to have resistance. So I think it's always going to be people that are not going to like this kind of this movement but then I kind of like the honesty around it though yes me
0: too the girls aren't and the men who are are part of it well it was harder to get them to chat which is interesting but like they're not being dishonest about anything they're just really open and just like they are who they are and I think that's kind of it was really
1: refreshing yeah it was and I think it's given like I say I think it's given a lot of people power back and I think it's it's helped create a safe space for a lot of sex workers yeah um so yeah, I think there's, there are loads of positives, but we're like with everything, there's there's things that people have to err on the side of caution for sure. Yeah. Do you
0: think though that like in twenty years' time, people might just be having sex with their VR headsets on? Is
1: that where we're headed? <laughs> so, I've got a second series of Getting Filthy Rich, and one of our episodes is sex toys. Yeah, and I honestly think we're not far away from that. I won't spoil the app too much or we looked at tech and there is no end to what you can buy now. I do think sex toys
0: are a great thing though for people. Okay, so what were the most regularly used types of toys and most highly recommended?
1: Um, I think your classic dildos vibrators are always the top. Yeah. Um... And yeah, it the, the one of the things that's taken off is like this uh Bluetooth controlled stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. so whether that be like the customer on the, the site, whether it's camming or whatever, they can actually control the girl's vibrator and they can like it's like a fun like they can pay for like a buzz. So like they can buzz her oh. like vibrator and they but they have to pay for every like buzz. That's insane. I know. this, this is the limits are. There are nodes. I don't know what they're gonna come up with next. I, I met a girl, like really impressive woman actually, that um created the first like intelligent dildo. Yeah. So basically, like it you use it and then you have an app on your phone that like rates your orgasm. So you can like basically track. But it's actually it's a big step in like sexual wellness, because um you you know, you put in facts like what you've eaten that day, how you've slept, and then basically yeah. you can see how things affect your like sex drive which I think is like a good thing because there's been no conversation around women in self-pleasure like Mm. in you know up until recent years it's great that you can actually go onto your high street like a store like Boots and buy sex toys and lube and things like that and it's like it's not a shamed secret thing anymore so I think it's a really good step
0: definitely well get to Boots and buy your vibrators because they have loads of them
1: (laughs) (laughs) and also you know masturbation's never been taboo around men yeah, that's never. That, yeah. Why, there would be a joke from running in my household about that. You know, since <laughs> but then you know, if you think about one of the daughters in the family having a dildo, it'd be like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, god, please, <laughs> why did you get this?
0: There so you I can't.
1: Yeah, no, it is
0: really good. Do you think it's a good thing that loads of kinks are now catered to on the internet, and that kink shaming is something people are actually aware of?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think. I think it's healthy, isn't it? I think mm. that's a good thing about OnlyFans and online sex is it gives people a safe space to explore things that they don't feel comfortable to do so with their partner. Having said that, then also it's kind of hard when it's not your partner, it's someone you're paying, that there's no like limits to how far you push things. Then I think when you try and bring it into your real sex life, your expectations might be a bit Yeah. Sort of change, people kind of have to be on the same. Like, yeah. there's
0: there's a kink site, another site, a uh, dating site,
1: and oh. I think that that's
0: quite interesting. Yeah, that people cool. can come together and be like, well, this is what I'm into, and, and there's no kink shaming on that yeah, at all. Yeah, because
1: it's like you're either into it, or you're not. So yeah. I think that's a hard thing when you get into relationships with someone and you love them and you fancy them, but then they may they want to wee on you in the shower. It's like no thanks. And like, Actually, I'm good because I just yeah. have my hair toned. But I maybe you could find someone else that wants to do. That. <laughs> next series yeah. we do we go down oh do you we do I don't want to spoil it but we we go down that route so is there it was an eye opener oh wow I can't wait for that one
0: okay last question for you what would your advice be for someone who finds all of this very intimidating and who thinks they have to look and perform in a certain way to be good at sex and have to be into some really kinky stuff
1: I think you're not you're not wrong to be intimidated. It is intimidating. I think everything's moving at a very fast pace. But what I would do is try to remove yourself from what essentially is it's a it's a sexual economy where people are fighting for views and internet space, and it's very different to real-life relationships and sex. And I think you have to yeah. just completely differentiate the two. They are two different worlds, and you have to move at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And the things that go you see in porn and you see on OnlyFans, this is not what you know. People are going home on a Tuesday night and doing. Some people are, yeah. But it, this is not this is not a level of which you should be holding yourself to or comparing yourself to. I think you just got to go at your own pace. Figure out what pace. you like yourself. Thank you so much for chatting Thank to Thank you us. for having me. That was great.
0: And that's all we have time for. A huge thanks to Olivia for joining me today and discussing all things taboo sex. Truly fascinating stuff and I can't wait for series two of Getting Filthy Rich. If you're listening and are at all concerned about any sexual health issues, please do speak to your GP or visit a local sexual health clinic. You can also check out the Boots Sexual Health Advice Hub or the sexual health services via the Boots online doctor. Access to treatment is subject to an online consultation with a clinician, availability and cost. You can also find hundreds of products online or in store, including lube, condoms and sex toys. Please see the show notes for more info. If you enjoyed this app, please do rate, review and subscribe. It really helps. Until next time, bye.